Hey there, my very beautiful friend. I'm so excited to be here with you today. It is September and I have a very special like September exclusive sale. This is something I haven't really done before, but I've been kind of feeling called to do like a monthly sale focus. Um, so that might stick around for like the rest of this year. I don't know. I'm not making any promises, but for September, I have put together a easy start bundle. All right. Things were feeling really heavy with back to school. So excited, but also like, ah, we're, that was a weird voice. Sorry. Um, <laughs> we're starting a new system for schooling and new structures and things that we haven't done before. And I was just feeling kind of, oh my goodness, this is getting overwhelming now that like, ah, it's really happening. And so I turned back to my mindset realign. And I realized, you know what else is super helpful right now? Like, let's get the house back in order with my quick declutter guide method. And then I was like, you know what? I'm also, I need a meal plan for the month, right? I need a meal plan. I need to feel good about what's going on in the kitchen because, wow, I, I can ruin my whole day by not planning dinner ahead of time, for sure. So I took my three best, like, tiny resource offers and I kind of reconfigured them, added to them a little bit. Um, I created a meal planning crash course, which I didn't technically have before. It is part of the meal planning, um, the meal planning guide that I've had, plus some really good resources from um, my history as a blogger and <laughs> and from the podcast. And I pulled those and rounded them up into one place. Um, this declutter guide is very much the same. It's my principal declutter guide with the um, toy library method included my, and, um, you know, just other resources all put into one place from the blog and the podcast, um, had some really great podcasting guests who talked about decluttering before in the past. And I put those in there. So like, yeah, those are free. You can go listen to the podcast anytime, but if you want them all in one spot, easy to find, this is an excellent resource. And then the mindset realign your five day challenge to realign your mind, getting into your intentions, setting your goals, using affirmations that really work. Just stop trying to do too many things all at one time, you know, really aligning your priorities and aligning your life and aligning your mind. And I put these three things together because I think, oh my goodness, this is your easy start bundle. Like if life feels heavy right now, these are the three big key points that as a wife and stay-at-home mom really shift the way I show up. When I feel like I have dinner and meals all taken care of, and I know that my home is operating simply and easily, and I'm not doing too much, and I know that my mind is in the right place, that I'm really focused on what's actually important, and I'm heading towards the goals and the life that I actually want to be living, that changes the way I show up. And I just wanted to give you this easy start bundle all in one easy place. All right. So it's 12 bucks. And I'm going to create a podcast exclusive. Let's say if we use the coupon code podcast, you get another $3 off. So you can get the whole three little mini courses for nine bucks. That's $3 a piece, um, which is like cheaper than what I originally sold just the printable guides for. Um, so that's that. Uh, get in, get that. That's available only this September. And then the whole offer, not just the coupon code, but like the offer, it's going to go away. So if you want it, get it. All right, friend, I love you. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, my beautiful friend. Welcome back to Meant to Bloom podcast. I'm so happy you're here. 
And I feel like a broken record saying that every single time, but honestly, I'm so glad. I really do want you to feel welcome. I want you to feel this warm sense of community when we're talking. I want to feel like we're having coffee together. And that just all your weird, quirky, and just off the wall thoughts are welcome. That's what I want from our relationship together. Anyways, I want to talk to you about uh, your kids. I'm not a parenting expert. Let's make that clear. Um, I've been a mom for six, almost seven years now. Um, my oldest is almost seven. I have three boys who are three, five, and almost seven. Um, I've been a stay-at-home mom this entire time, uh, building a business on the side at home. Uh, very, very briefly worked a few hours a week outside of home. But I've basically been with my kids for the last seven years, and I've been learning from them a lot. I've been studying them. I've been doing a lot of guess and check, trial and error parenting. And that's where I'm sharing from in a lot of cases. I'm also parroting a lot of uh, parenting psychologists because <laughs> I really like to learn from the experts because I am not a child psychologist expert. Anyways, I want to talk about connecting with your kids today. Okay, have you ever like, hugged your kid and just felt like there's this steel plate between your hearts. That's the best way I can describe when I just feel like I'm disconnected from my kid. And I feel like I haven't had enough time with them. And like, they just, they feel like they're blocked from my connection and my love. This happens sometimes. Or maybe your kid's just like acting out and everything you're saying to them is just yelling at them to stop hitting their brother. Um, or, you know, you put your kid to bed and you just see that sweet little angel face for the first time and you just feel like you failed them. Like you just feel like you weren't there for them. Maybe nothing bad happened today, but you just didn't feel like you and your kid came together today. I have felt these ways over the last few weeks. Um, and really connection is just the key to healing all of this. Now, here's some other things. Okay. In my belief, in my studies, in what I have learned and I experienced here in my home, my kids tend to misbehave a lot for two reasons and two reasons alone. One, they are having too much screen time. If it's just like, we don't limit screen time for the majority of the time here in our house. Um, we are very... You know, TV's on quite often in our house, even if no one's watching it. Um, and no shame if that's you too. Like, well, that's how I grew up. I I turned out okay. <laughs> um, but my kids will behave, misbehave if there's too much screen time. And that's when we start to limit it. But what usually goes hand in hand with that is the other reason that they tend to misbehave a whole lot. And that's because they don't feel connected to me. They haven't had enough mom time. And so usually when we do a screen detox, I am spending a lot more active time with them. I have a lot more hands-on role in what they're doing all day because they're getting bored and they're coming to me like, mom, I wish we could watch TV. And I'm like, okay, fine. Let's play a board game. Okay. Let's go play this. Uh, let's go outside. You can ride your bikes. I'll watch. Um, you know, usually the two tend to go hand in hand for us. And that is really what's at the core of my kids misbehaving most of the time. And here's a few other things is that 
the best way to get a kid to listen to you is for them to like you, like really enjoy being around you and want to please you. Um, it's building that relationship that I think is the most potent action we can take to get our kids to actually listen to us because you can't really, if you try to control them, you might realize that you kind of can't, like there's only a few options to actually get them to do exactly what you want them to do every single time you ask. And usually it ruins your relationship and it results in teens who don't want anything to do with you um, because they weren't allowed to express themselves or be themselves as kids. And they blame that on you. So I'm trying to avoid all that. Um, you know, again, my oldest is almost seven. So I haven't experienced those teen years. I simply remember having friends as teens who absolutely resented their parents because their parents had too much strict control in their lives. Um, and I've just seen it so many times. I'm like, I don't even want to try that with my kids. I don't want to have a strict control. But the best way I, I have found to get them to listen, they don't listen to yelling. They do listen to a gentle voice. Um, plus, I mean, side note, like if you're, I don't know, like if you're trying to be kind of threatening to get your kids to listen, you know, instead of threatening, yelling, I'm going to spank you, I'm going to take away all your toys. What's probably better and a little bit more effective, uh, like in a psychological matter is to, to whisper what you want them to do. It gives them a sense of importance, it makes them lean in to listen. Um, and it's a little bit frightening without actually being threatening in any way. Uh, that's just something to think about. But again, you catch more flies with honey than you do vinegar. And you get your kids on board with what you want them to do a lot more easily if they're feeling this connection and this friendship with you. And if they feel like they're genuinely loved and like what you're asking them to do is coming from a place of love and they feel that, they are so much more likely to get on board with what you're trying to get them to do. Because they don't feel like you're just trying to take away their uh, autonomy. You know, they don't feel like you're trying to take away their voice. If they feel heard and they feel loved, they are so much more likely to get on board and follow what you're trying to ask them to do. Especially if you take the time to explain to them, like, why your room needs to be cleaned. And it's in a way that they understand. Um, and I'm not saying I do this all 100% perfectly. I definitely don't. Um, I have definitely yelled at my kids that I'm going to take away every single toy that they have. Um, empty threats are never conducive to parenting. Um, really, they're not. But I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I haven't made mistakes. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like, oh, I figured it all out and I do it all perfectly every time. No, I'm learning along with you. But here is just... Mm. What really shifts my parenting, my relationship with my children, makes my motherhood so much easier is when I am actively seeking connection with my kids. Because honestly, it's what your kids need from you. They don't need you to burn yourself out making the perfect meal plan, following through on perfect meals, having your house completely perfectly clean. They don't need to show up to soccer five minutes early every single time if it all means that you're not there for them and that they feel disconnected from you. What they really need is to feel heard, to feel like their feelings are validated, to feel like you're on their side. 
and to feel like they can come to you and they can rely on you. That's what they really need the most. And usually when I feel like I've screwed up in my parenting for the day, um, it's because I feel connected to my kids. And I know if I don't feel connected to them, they're not feeling as connected to me. Or at least that's how my brain likes to perceive that. Uh, perhaps that's not true. Um, but anyways, there's there's three core ways that I have found of connecting with my kids and just rebuilding that when I feel like, oh, we've been so busy. I haven't been taking time for you. There are three ways that you can really, really just build that with your kids again. Um, number one is having a scheduled like one-on-one -on -one date night with your kids, you know? Um, even if it's like a 15 minute thing home, like just the two of you go out on the porch and have a dessert together um, and you do it for each kid. Or if it's like every single Friday night, you rotate between the kids, you guys go out to the movies or go out to dinner or something. But for kids to have like that one-on-one -on -one time with you and know like, hey, I'm not just being mom to everybody right now. I'm here for you one-on-one. -on -one. Like you are an individual. You're not just one of my kids. You are one of a kind and I am here for you and I love you. For them to get that feeling, it's something special. And those memories are something so special too. Um, so that for one thing, having those one-on-one -on -one individual times with your kids, it's so important. Um, for us, uh, every Wednesday, I take my oldest kid out um, and we have lunch together and we go to his play therapy meetings, um, which he loves so much. It's like, it's helped his communication so much. He, he was a late talker, uh, my oldest, and him going to play therapy has helped him a lot, learning how to communicate verbally with people because he could talk. He just wouldn't. He chose to grunt and speak that way. So if you're going through that with your kid, like I highly recommend play therapy with, and like it's just building that extra relationship with somebody um, that they can open up to. It's really helpful. Um, but anyways, and then my second kid, we have started a new tradition of getting together and uh, he wakes up early some mornings before anyone else. And we'll watch, we'll watch a movie together um, with my coffee. And he really, really enjoys that. He's kind of turned into a little movie buff. <laughs> it's really cute. And then my third little one, like the littlest doesn't usually need as much one-on-one, -on -one, like time apart. He's only three and he is very, very good at making sure he gets plenty of time with me. He's very good at demanding time with me throughout the day. Um, but pretty soon his two older brothers will go to school um, and him and I will get that one-on-one -on -one time together. So definitely having one-on-one -on -one time it doesn't have to look the same for every kid and it doesn't have to look, you know, exactly the same. Um, every single time you have that one-on-one -on -one time, uh, it's just gauging what your kids need, taking the time to think and to, to question, like, what do my kids need from me? How do my kids need me to spend time with them? All right. And number two thing you can do is, uh, a lot of times when the kids are fighting a lot, um, and I feel like they're just not listening to me because they're so preoccupied with what the other kid is doing and how can I control him and yell at him and take his toys away. Uh, that's what my kids all want to do to each other. Um, so when things get like that, I tend to 
pause whatever we're doing um, and we watch a movie. We like to do something fun together, watch a movie or play a game. And I highly recommend a movie they have not seen or their very, very favorite movie that they refuse to look away from. And if you're going to play a board game and your kids are fighting with each other a lot and you want to do a board game to like reconnect with all of them a little bit there, pick either a new game or a little bit more higher advanced game. Something that's going to keep them focused on the rules and learning the rules of the game instead of focused on like, how can I cheat my brother out of, you know, $5 in Monopoly? Like, how can I, you know, how can I get the token I want to get? And, you know, that kind of thing to keep them from just fighting with each other continued over a board game. Uh, picking something that's a little bit going to require their brain more is a good way to distract them from what, from each other and make them focus in on themselves and learning a new skill uh, can be so super helpful. And then the third thing, and I think it's one of like the most important ways we can connect with our kids is meeting them where they are. Uh, my, a lot of times, like my oldest kid, he gets really zoned in on building things uh, like big train tracks or like rearranging all of his Hot Wheels and he'll get really zoned in on it. And at those times, I feel like he's really far away from me because he's so in his own thing. And I will go and I'll just sit with him and I'll just watch him and I'll just be with him. And he'll always look up and, you know, acknowledge that I'm there. After a little while, I might ask, can I, can I help? Can I play? And I think one of the important things we can do is meeting our kids where they are, you know, getting down on their level, playing with them. If it's an older kid, you know, just watching them, observing them, being with them and not expecting anything from them. Just coming along, being their cheerleader, not don't make it about you. Make it about you observing as an outsider what they're doing, uh, not making them explain things. I think especially when it gets into like having an older kid, teenager, um, they don't want to tell you everything they're doing. But if you can try to be a part of it without having to have everything explained to you or having to understand it all to just be there, I think it can be really beneficial. Um, and at first they might really be uncomfortable with it because it's new. They weren't expecting you to interrupt whatever they were doing. Um, so just kind of coming in and just being there, even if they're not super welcoming or they don't know how to react to you being there. I think just meeting them where they are, literally meeting them where they are and just, you know, being involved in their life with what they're interested in what they are doing and not making them shift gears to hang out with you, not making them stop what they're doing or do something they don't want to do. Um, I think it can be super, super helpful and beneficial to reconnecting with your kids. Um, and thank you so much for listening to this episode today. Your involvement and your encouragement is so loved and appreciated. If you wouldn't mind doing one or all of the following tiny little favors for me, I would so, so greatly appreciate it. Okay, one, if you could make sure that you hit the follow button so you don't miss another episode, that's going to benefit you just as much as it does me, maybe more. Number two, if you could leave me a review down below, especially if you're listening to Apple Podcasts, that would be so appreciated. Literally, I cry over the 
reviews that I read. I love them so much. It makes me feel so deeply connected to you and it helps others find my show by recommending it to new listeners every day. And number three, be bold, be brave, don't be stingy. When you know something, it's your responsibility to share it with a friend. So make it easy, share this episode with a friend and if you choose to share it on Instagram, can you please, please tag me because I would so love to get connected and to see it at Britt Clarkson. All right. Thanks, friend. Love you so much. Till next time.